0: Well, hello. Um, My name is Andrew Unger. You're listening to a Young Anglicans Project podcast. Uh, The first of our our offering for audio resources to try and help you uh, and your church um, do good youth ministry. So this first podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the daily offices. I didn't grow up in uh, an Anglican church, and so as I became Anglican and I began to study more and more what it meant to be Anglican, uh, where I could find rules about Anglicanism, what I could find out about the theology of the Anglican Church. More and more, I was drawn back to the prayer book um, as the center of Anglican life, as the center of Anglican spirituality. And the one thing that I learned about the prayer book is that from early on, from Thomas Cranmer into the various prayer book movements that happened in the centuries afterwards, one of the key pieces of um, Anglican spirituality. One of the most important points of the uh, prayer book was morning and evening prayer, where the daily offices. Um, Many of us in churches now celebrate communion every week, but that was an innovation in the 19th century. For a long time, the main service that someone in the Church of England would have experienced was morning and evening prayer. It was meant to be read in communities. It was meant to be read among the people. Uh, In his introduction to the prayer book, Thomas Cranmer talks about reading the whole Bible and that um, the people by daily hearing of Holy Scripture read in the church should continually profit more and more in the knowledge of God and be the more inflamed with the love of his true religion, unquote. Um, And so as a youth pastor in the Anglican church, I wondered more and more and continue to wonder what it looks like to try and offer the prayer book and the daily offices as a resource for teenagers Uh, in a way morning and evening prayer doubles down on the request for teenagers to spend time in scripture not just once a day but twice a day and not just twice a day but twice a day with this service that is awkward and fumbly in a prayer book and is full of written prayers that they have to read out loud and it can seem like an insurmountable thing and yet i think there is value in trying to find ways to include morning and evening prayer as part of both um Youth ministry programming, as well as a tool for discipleship for young Anglicans. Not to make them into better Anglicans necessarily, but as this beautiful piece of our Anglican tradition that helps us become better disciples of Jesus Christ by the regular hearing of the whole scripture, by regularly praying the collects and reading the Psalms and all these sorts of things. But again, morning and evening prayer seem a little bit daunting. And so I just wanted to share a few tips that. Um, I think, can help you as you work with adolescents, as you work to try and include prayer book readings, daily offices, morning and evening prayer, into the lives of your students, maybe even into your own life, um, as a means of using our Anglican tradition for discipleship. Um, The first thing I want to mention is that whenever you do something liturgical with your students. Whenever you do something that involves written liturgies, you absolutely have to expect it to be fumbly and awkward the first several times um, or even in perpetuity. Uh, I've been doing morning and evening prayer and trying to include it with my students for the last few years and still someone will say something awkward or in the Psalms that I print out I'll forget to take out the little Selah part at the end of each verse and they get to it, and they don't know whether to say it or not, and they all kind of awkwardly laugh. Or you split the the group into two groups for responding, and one of them is full of a bunch of seventh-grade girls who don't feel comfortable speaking up, so no one starts except for one person, and then they awkward awkwardly giggle. There's no magic to the liturgy, and so when you're doing these things, make sure there's space for it to be kind of awkward, and find grace in that. Tell them it's okay, that it's okay if they fumble, it's okay if they make mistakes, The point of these liturgies isn't to perform them perfectly. Morning and evening prayer aren't helpful because God's happy when they're executed perfectly like, you know, a diving judge at the Olympics and God will give us a score afterwards. These are tools by which we can both have written prayers and set liturgies to help us as well as written prayers and set liturgies so we can pray with one another. And so it's going to be awkward and it's going to be fumbling when you do it as a group. So the very first thing is to sort of recognize that it's awkward and foreign to many of us. And so whenever you do things with your group, um, make sure there's space for that awkwardness. Um, so don't take it too seriously. The, uh, the second thing, and I've already kind of mentioned this, is that you can include these as part of your regular youth group programming. You can make this part of your um, mission trips or retreats. That's the first place I found any success in including uh, morning and evening prayer as part of my regular programming was on a mission trip or a retreat. It's a great time when everybody's already away from home, they're interested in doing something new, and you can just have these set prayers for them, and then afterwards say, hey, these are things you can do even when you go home. Um, But those are great ways to first introduce morning and evening prayer if it's not already familiar with your students. The other thing is you can include it in your regular weekly programming as well. Um, We've started to, for our Bible studies, frame the whole Bible study in evening prayer. And so we'll start off with um, the beginning of the evening prayer liturgy. When it gets to the readings, we'll read whatever passage it is that we're gonna be talking about that night. And then right before um, the intercessions, we take that time to discuss, and then we close the evening in prayer with a collect in the Lord's Prayer and and closing. Um, It's a way to kind of shape our evening. It's a way to have an introduction into Scripture. It's a way to have the Scripture read out loud. It's this shaping thing. And it's a little bit awkward, but it doesn't take up that much time. And it's a great way to, again, start to introduce these forms as normal and get students used to it. Because I think that one of the biggest barriers between um, any Christian in prayer book use is that it feels unfamiliar and so you approach it and you feel like, oh man, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to use this. I don't know which prayers I'm supposed to read. And so people give up because uh, it doesn't seem user-friendly enough. And so by introducing it in that setting, again, it'll be awkward the first few times, but it gives a little bit of familiarity. The other nice thing is that morning and evening prayer are services that have a great deal of flexibility. Um, My diocese, the Diocese of Quincy, uses common worship out of england as our liturgical book Uh, we don't use the 79 prayer book but even in the 79 prayer book there are spaces and room to sort of add or subtract things there's places where you can include songs or not include songs and so you can include this as part of your worship where the songs fit into a liturgy rather than a big block of singing time Um, again you can have a bible study or a lesson in the middle of it your prayers can be either the collect of the week or you can pick a collect that fits with whatever your, your theme is for the evening. Or you can spend time in just open intercession. That's also allowed for in these liturgies. So there's a lot of flexibility for you to use morning and evening prayer as um, a great programmatic tool. On top of that, that's another way to show your students hey, this is something that you can feel comfortable with. This is something that you can adapt to your own habits, to your own regular quiet time life um, to help them feel more familiar and comfortable with it. Um, So that's a way you you can introduce it to them in a programmatic way. But there's a few other ways that you can introduce morning and evening prayer to students um, in a way that helps them take it home with them. Uh, The first is having... A hands-on prayer book lesson or a hands-on prayer book day. This might even be useful for your whole congregation where people sit down and, they, and you hand them a prayer book and you open the pages and you say, okay, this is how you would do morning or evening prayer from this book. This is how you would use this resource. Look at these pages. Look back here. Here's where you find the collects. Here's where you put the psalm. And walk through and make it a very hands-on learning experience. It gets their hands on the books. It gets them experience with it. They can ask questions. You can show different opportunities. You can make it as simple as com- or as complex as you want. You can bring someone from your church who maybe knows a whole lot about the history of the prayer book who can explain where the collects come from or why we do things in a certain shape or um, maybe it's a good chance for you to learn about why we do the things we do. Um, That kind of an event will help everybody feel more comfortable with the prayer book. Another thing you can do is print out simplified versions. Um, When we do our retreats, I don't hand my students prayer books. I just print out the liturgy as a single sheet of paper. A lot of churches in the ACNA at this point are using uh, printed liturgies rather than books. And so rather than giving them lots of options and making them work out a liturgical manual, just print out morning and evening prayer for the season of ordinary time or for Advent and have the kids take it home with them and they can use that every time uh, and that can be their sort of mini prayer book. That way they're not overwhelmed by options or there's not an extra barrier of figuring it out for them to do these morning and evening prayer services on their own. It just gives them a simplified version. Um, we've done that at our church at All Souls Anglican in Wheaton here um, And it's been really helpful for families. And that's the other thing, is you can encourage families to do it together. Morning and evening prayer can be done alone, but they're kind of awkward services because they have call and responses. But if you encourage families to do it together, or encourage students to do it together before school, or encourage groups to meet together in the evenings to read these services together, they're not very long. You could do evening prayer easily in half an hour. perhaps even less depending on what you include. But when you encourage people to do it together, it reaffirms that scripture and worship are not individual practices, but community practices. It's important for us to have time to ourselves with God, but these prayer book services are beautiful because they bring the community together to pray together and to read scripture together and to spend time in the word together um, with this structure as a means to, to do it, with this familiar form or hopefully soon to be familiar form as the backdrop for reading and praying together. And so encourage families, hand these little simplified booklets out to parents and students and say, do this together right before bed or at dinner time or do this in the morning before you go to school. It's still kind of uncomfortable at first and people can have a hard time with it, but any way you can find to introduce this resource to your students and to their families, to your congregations even, is a way that you can take advantage of this beautiful service, of this beautiful calendar of readings that has them go through all of the Psalms and almost all of Scripture, not picking and choosing what they want to read but getting to hear from this lectionary. Um, It's a really beautiful part of our Anglican heritage and again it's been a huge part of any Anglican revival music or movement anywhere from Cranmer to the Oxford movement Um, and everywhere in between, morning and evening prayer have been such a central part of Anglican spirituality. I can't recommend it more highly um, as something that we can start to include in our youth ministries. If you have a big enough youth group to do it as a group, try and start incorporating it into your weekly programming or into your retreats or mission trips. Um, If you're a church that's smaller and doesn't have a youth group to get together, maybe your church can start doing evening prayer. Or maybe you can do these prayer book tutorials or simplified versions where people are encouraged and equipped to use the prayer book on their own or to do morning and evening prayer on their own so they can start to use this to their own advantage. Um, One of the joys of being Anglican is getting to appreciate and inherit this beautiful tradition. And I think one of the parts of being an Anglican youth pastor or being an Anglican youth ministry is getting to show these things to our students that Uh, the traditions we've inherited aren't dusty old things that we have to do because the prayer book makes us, but they're beautiful life-giving means by which we become closer and closer disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, please um, contact Young Anglicans Project. Find our Facebook page. um, Start a dialogue there. Uh, This podcast is not meant to be a be-all, end-all educational resource, but hopefully some ideas for you, and maybe even a a spark to start a conversation about doing youth ministry in the Anglican Church. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a blessed day.